with Josh Peck. Wow. Come on. I love that you're here. We were just talking about Red Bull, and I was telling you, Obviously, guys, I don't shut the fuck up about me having anxiety all the time. And I was like, well, I had low energy this morning, so I'm drinking a Red Bull. So if I have a mental breakdown halfway through this podcast, that's why. Uh, can we have a quick check-in on the effects or withdrawals? Oh, <laughs> Dad, are you following me on that, too? I know, I it's listen. gnarly. I do listen. So it's like kind of crazy. I'm actually just still at the lowest dose. And I had this weird thing done to my brain, which is basically like electric shock therapy. I'm thinking about it. TMS. What do you? How how are you feeling? Okay, so I did it for anxiety. I didn't do the depression one because my brain moves too fast. Mm. Duh. Like, look at me. I look like I'm on speed right now, and I like I didn't. I don't do any drugs. You and look so, great. Oh, thanks. Um, so uh, you're like meth's a good look. Um, <laughs> no. So basically. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> so I so I did the anxiety protocol and it's like this they t- basically what TMS is it stands for transcranial magnetic stimulation and so what they do is they you know figured that um, electric shock therapy was too intense so they <laughs> yeah. right you think right like you fucking you gotta get you gotta get anesthetized to have right I've right? seen they to put you under yeah 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 exactly it's hectic it's hectic yeah 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 it's not chill at all like you can't you can't Snapchat it you know what I mean yeah. like <laughs> so. So um, they were like, well, let's think of something that, you know, they came up with that was non-invasive and way that you could go back to your work day and, you know, kind of does exactly the same thing. I've heard it's like the equivalent to like a nine volt battery level of electricity. Right, right, right. Targeted, very low current. Specific spots of your brain. So the way they find those spots is they kind of pulse the uh, the magnet. That's why the place I went is called Pulse TMS. They pulse the magnet. And is so this a brand deal? This is not a brand deal. Actually, <laughs> I had to pay for it. It's so expensive. It was like it's like nine thousand dollars. Wow. It's crazy. But insurance covers it if you've tried a lot of other things, oh, um, hot. you know, so. um so anyway, so uh, they pulse your brain and it, to find out if you're in the right spot, your hand will move and, or your foot will move. Like OCD's in the middle, anxiety's on this part of the brain, and depression's on this side of the brain. It's kind of bizarre. Yeah, so afterwards, I was like, during it, I was like, oh, this is great. I love it. And then the day after I finished my treatment for a week... I was like incapacitated. Hmm. I was so tired and I felt weak and I felt like I couldn't keep, I had to keep sleeping, you know, because it's like trauma to your brain. Yeah. Even though they say it's it's like a therapeutic, you know, process to your brain, it's still, they're fucking with your brain. So my brain was just like shut down, like reset. go to sleep, reset. So my, I just went to sleep for like two days and now I feel okay. I'm a lot more tired than I was before I had this. And I was already really tired before, so now I'm triple tired. Interesting. But I will say I haven't had a panic, uh, haven't had like a severe panic attack, but it's only been a couple days, so we'll see. It takes, you know, a little while. It's interesting, because, you know, we're friends, we're not best friends, and and yet, like, you seem to have an ease about you that I find a a new thing for you, in like a refreshing way. You seem like a little bit- I do? Yeah, peaceful. Oh, that's so nice. That makes me happy. I think I've just gotten so, I think for the years of like hiding my problems and Mm. like trying to act like I was fine was really hard. Wait, you were hiding them? (laughs) Like uh, every video you did talked about it. Um, But no, I think like now talking about stuff more and having me talk through it, it helps me a lot too. Mm. You know, so I I like sharing because I feel like there's so many other people that have gone through the same stuff. And I hear the depression protocol one is amazing. I had like hundreds of people write me emails saying I had the depression TMS. It changed my life. Like not one bad one. Wow. So if you do it for depression, apparently it's like great. So we'll see. I tend to be a little depressed. Yeah. Why though? You have an amazing, I know, so stupid, right? Why are you sad? You have a great life and you're handsome and you have a wife (laughs) and a baby and a house and you're friends with John Stamos. I do. I'm crushing (laughs) it on many levels. I'm Um, just kidding. But but that is, right? Isn't that like the perfect definition that on paper everything's fine and yet- In your brain. Just tells me otherwise. Yeah. And it's it's really interesting, and this is not I'm not prescribing this right. or like, and I'm not doing it correctly. But there have been times in my life where I tried like an antidepressant, mm-hmm. and you know I had an apprehension, like all creative people, where it's like, oh, well, me. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know I I had heard David Letterman talk about it recently. He was interviewed by Seinfeld, mm-hmm. and he's like, after feeling, he's like, I tried meditation for twenty years. He's wow. like, and meditation would leave me refreshingly angry. <laughs> 
That's hilarious. Yeah. Because like, everyone always tells me to meditate, which I do sometimes. It can work. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. And so he said, so 10 years ago, mm-hmm. my doctor finally said, oh, just try it. Uh-huh. Just fucking try yeah, it. Just like, do it. And because he, like all of us, was nervous. He's like, and I found instead of it impeding my creativity and my ability, it actually Helped just, you. yeah, it got rid of the things that were impeding right. that. Right. And so I was like, okay, so I'll give it a try. Mm -hmm. And while I found, I took Wellbutrin, Mm. which seems to be like. I heard that's a good one. That's more of like an upper. Yes. And that's one of the only antidepressants that actually causes weight loss as opposed to weight gain. I'm here for it. Because almost all of them cause weight gain, except for the one I was on and Wellbutrin. With my history, mm, yeah, no antidepressant is worth waiting. Yeah, you're like, fuck that. Fuck that. You're like, that. it will have the reverse effect no matter how happy it tries to make me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way on earth that I'm 250 and stoked. Yeah, no it, way. Josh doesn't work on that plane of existence. No, exactly. But I, and I tried it, and while I gave it a few days, and, and I, I know that SSRIs in general take a couple weeks, mm-hmm. but this isn't in that class, yeah. and so I've heard it actually works quite quickly. Yeah. And maybe it's all placebo, yeah. but what I noticed for me was I gave it a few days, inevitably I was like, this doesn't feel quite right, I'm not yeah. gonna say on this. The three or four days that my brain had a, as a break from itself yeah. was like, like a restart. Oh, it was weirdly like, so to awesome. your point, it was yeah. like, it felt weirdly refreshing. like. It was like a vacation for me mm-hmm. for a couple of days. And now I'm like, okay, I feel a little less bogged down, like a little more equipped to yeah. get out there and do life. shoot my shot. And you don't feel different. That's what I think people get so afraid of is they're mm. like, well, some of them, like some ones, like I, I tried to switch from Effexor to Prestique. Sorry, guys, this is turning into like a Dr. Drew medical episode. Are you getting but it's the all brain good. zaps? I, okay, so but the only way I didn't get the brain zaps was I'm still on the Effexor. So I'm still on 37.5. I'm afraid to go all the way off because I'm already kind of teetering right now and I'm not doing great. So I'm like, don't want to pull myself all the way off yet. And why why go all the way off? Well, I've just been on it for so long. And I noticed when I was at a higher dose, I was getting really bad chest pains and mm. it wasn't making me feel good. So now at the 37.5, I'm not getting the chest pains. I'm not <laughs> freaking out, but I'm like, teetering you know what I mean like I could go I can spin myself into a panic attack if I let it get there Mm. but I kind of have to be more self-aware so and I'm taking a lot of supplements that help so it's like natural shit that actually really helps so that's working out but um I tried to switch to Pristique which is supposed to be like a cleaner form of Effexor and that was like the worst like three days of my life like it was horrible like it made me feel so sick you know your body tells you that's the thing. Like, if it works for you, you'll know yes. right away. And, like, your body will tell you, yes, this is okay, or no, it's not. Like, some people are trying to, like, oh, I pu- I pu- I'll push through, you know? Like, they start taking something that doesn't make them feel good, mm. and they push through, and they're like, it's not, you know, I don't feel like you need to do that. I feel like with Effexor, when I first started taking it, I actually didn't feel any different. Interesting. It was like just something that it, you'll know the right one for your body. It'll mesh with you. You know what I mean? Like I didn't feel any different than all of a sudden I could start going places and doing things without being scared, mm. which is my biggest thing. I'm just scared of everything. It's a hard it's a hard balance, yeah. right? Because no matter what, for the most part, I feel like even when medicine works, mm-hmm. it will always be in the back of someone's head like, yeah, that was a tough time, but maybe I don't need it anymore. Right. So then you're playing that game. And, and then you go like... back and forth, back and forth. Although I've been on it since I was 16 and I'm 32. So I was yes. like, I got off of it for one year, like right before Vine came out. And I literally like couldn't leave my house. Yikes. I was like just making Vines and just like, hey guys, I've left my house in seven days. But that's what I feel like <laughs> made the Vines like so good because I was like a crazy person. You Can know what I mean? Can you pinpoint a Vine you made while under some mental trauma oh that my God, was all a my, heater? All my first Vines. Like wow. all the Vines that made me popular, all the beginning ones, all the good ones when I was doing all the characters and everything, I was not on my medicine then. And then I started getting all these opportunities and auditions and had to go meet with agencies and all these people. And I was shaking and couldn't leave the house because I just, I don't know what it is. I just get scared. Mm. I get dizzy. I start having physical symptoms. I can't control it. My anxiety manifests in uh, physical ways. Mm. And I will throw up. I will get dizzy. Like you get physically, I'll get physically ill. So I was like, I can't do this. If I'm going to have an exciting, fruitful career, I got to get back on this shit. And so I got right back on the effects there within like a, Two weeks, three weeks, I was back to normal and I could start doing shit again. Do you have you ever done like CBT? CBD. 
C- no, CBT, like cognitive, oh, cognitive behavioral. behavioral therapy. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, for years. Yeah, sometimes and I'm still that's helpful. Right now. Yeah, yeah. Just like throwing, I mean, again, I've never suffered from the anxiety part of it as yeah. much, so I never want to be like flippant enough to be like, oh, just stop it. Just like talk no, to yourself. No, that's how people feel, and people get annoyed because they don't get, like, the thing about anxiety is it's become so, girls will be like, oh my God, I went to the store and they didn't have a pair of shoes I wanted and I almost had a panic attack. And I'm mm. like, that's not it. <laughs> yeah. Like a panic attack is like, and I hate that it's called a panic attack because it almost, it's out of nowhere, just imagine waking up in the middle in the morning and your heart is pounding and you feel, and you're sweating yes. and you feel like you're having a heart attack. Completely out of nowhere. Nothing happened. Totally unprovoked. Your arms will go numb. Like you'll, you feel like you're dying. Mm. And then you'll, I'll go to the hospital and they'll be like, it's anxiety. And I'm like, how does anxiety do this? Like you just start freaking, your body just starts freaking, at least my body starts freaking out. And then in turn, I freak out. Right. So, and it's a weird baggage to bring around with you, right? Yes. Because it's new relationships. Yeah. Oh, my everything. husband, he like doesn't know what to do. Because he loves to travel. Mm. He's like, let's go to Greece. Let's go to Italy. Right. Let's go in the middle of the Indian and, Ocean for fucking three months. I'm like, what? No you, hospitals? Like, <laughs> And you guys have the means to do it, yeah, which well, is awesome. Yeah, well, he does, yeah. Well, he does, <laughs> which is I awesome. I have the means to go along. <laughs> well, you know, because most people are like, hey, let's go to fucking Toledo. Yeah. Like, you know, they've got to go pretty pretty local. I would prefer that. I would prefer <laughs> yeah. to stay local. Toledo's got great I'm hospitals. I'm like, can we just go to Toledo? Like, please? <laughs> please. good. The Madonna Inn. There's an urgent care right yeah, by. Yeah, <laughs> dead, right? As please. long as there's something. But that's the thing is recently, like, my birthday is in September, and he's like, I want to take you to Italy for your birthday on a yacht. What a fucking monster. And I was like, Does he you not know jerk. You? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, you fucking asshole. He's like, are you kidding me? Do you know how many bitches would fucking love, <laughs> right. like, to go on a trip? And I'm like, you don't understand. Like, I hate that. Like, I need to be near a hospital always. Like, it's fucked up. But that's, yeah. like, my thing. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to face my fears. I'm going to do it. Does that help when you um, walk through it and don't die? <sighs> When I walk through it and don't die, yeah. But while I'm going through it, it's like I'm 100% convinced. If I slightly don't feel well, it'll just turn into really not feeling well. Mm. And then it'll just, I'll blow, I'll spin out of control. It sucks. Have you tried to throw an instant, like, because I have obsessiveness and all these yeah, things, yeah. right? And the thing that's worked best for me is to an, do an immediate about face. So not to try to, like, wrestle with it in my mind and think my way into right right action. Yeah. It's, like, take an action. And it yeah. always has to do with, like, if I'm going nuts in my head, go clean up the kitchen. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if my head's killing me, like... Figure out someone who needs something and, and go help it. them. Like, That's like a really big reason why I bring her everywhere because it's a distraction. Like mm. I'm like, oh, she has to go to the bathroom or like I have to make sure she's okay or I have to right. feed her or I have to like pet her. You know what I mean? I do do that. Sometimes I'll throw myself in the pool. Yeah. Like, I'll just be like, oh, you're dying. Just throw yourself, <laughs> shock your body and like get out of it. Yeah. It'll wake you up. Yeah, it does. It does help. Yeah, it's weird, dude. Anyway, Cute. <laughs> I'm like starting off the podcast. Everyone's like, wow, what a fucking depressing podcast. All, no, the, this, all the normal people, they're like, uh, we don't get it. This is podcast gold. Who, who are these normal people you talk <laughs> of? Where the fuck are they? And what's that like? I remember once I asked my shrink, I was like, are there people that are just happy? He goes, there are people yeah. that are just fucking so normal and I hate them. I'm sorry, guys. I fucking can't stand it. Like, they're like, oh, that's cool. You're going to go to Italy. I would love to do that. Like, I just got done climbing an Appalachian mountain by myself. There's I not lived a lot the of three granola bars for three days. I'm like, it's insane. Yeah. Were you scared? No, why would I be scared? First like, of all, granola bars, a lot of carbs. <laughs> Very high sugar content. But... I, I would, I like, Dead. those people that are on the surface very normal, I yeah. think there's some people that are like that. I've got some there family are, members. I know a couple of them. It's almost it's like rare. they're dumb. Like, they're just a little dumb. It's beautiful, though. Yeah, they're ignorant. So yeah. ignorance is bliss. I wouldn't mind being a little dumb and forgetting I, all, like, this bullshit. I was bullshit. Googling lobotomies last night. Hot. I was thinking about getting a lobotomy. Mm. And I was like, babe, would you still love me, like, if I drooled a little bit? <laughs> He's like, yeah, as long as it's on my dick. <laughs> I'm serious. Is that oh fucked up? Oh my god! I know it's horrible. No, I get I've it. I've been thinking about it. They don't really do them anymore. Well, not here. I know. I seem so normal to you, probably sitting here and talking to you, but like in my mind, it's very scary. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> 
I guess, and, and I yeah. have no doubt. And yet, in the face of all this, and having known you since what, like mm-hmm. Vine, like seven years ago, I know. Look, this has been, you know, for better or for worse, we all have it. This has been your mantra a little bit, like, yeah. oh my god, like, you know, I'm like this, like, you know, super funny, talented, you know, oh. attractive person who also suffers from this crazy neuroses and all this sucks. But your life, yeah. from an outsider's perspective has been on an incline. Oh, like thanks. if yeah. I looked at like if we were here but there weren't microphones in front of us and we were <laughs> the red solo cups. I'm like there's a string it and like kind of like when you listen through a wall but it projects your voice. And I'm yeah. like uh-huh like yeah, I'm on Britney's fake yeah. podcast. Can we please podcast. get a 5150 here immediately like There's no one here and it's abandoned studio. I'm like Jim, you got it turned on. There's nobody there. How's the levels? Yeah, yeah, how's your levels? We're in the dark. Bad. Sitting in an empty room with uh, FedEx boxes. <laughs> but your life is on such an uptick. Like, it's oh, only gotten trying. better. I keep trying. I'm always trying. Mm. I never stop trying, you know? I keep fighting. But I want to get back to the premise. I don't want to d- deter too I love talking about this stuff, though. Yeah. But then I have people that get mad at me that are like the normal people. They're right. like, we don't have these problems. We don't relate. Can we just hear the worst first? Oh, please. Well, I know we have to get to it because <laughs> like, I listen. Screw you, Patricia, okay? <laughs> Sorry, your perfect life. We don't have any fucking problems. Like, yeah, go, go be happy, yeah, Diane. Go just get the fuck off this podcast and go be happy somewhere anyway. I do know that we have to get to it because I've listened to your pod thus yeah. far and know that you rent this place by like the hour. Dead. dead. I'm like, uh, I got about 50 bucks already. already. Okay, listen, right. I pay my own bills here. Um, Solid. So wait, so tell me your first worst first. So like the worst thing that has happened to you ever that you can think of. <sighs> There's so many, right? I don't, I'm trying <laughs> I'm trying to think of like. I, were you bullied in school? Oh yeah, you were viciously. Viciously, I was very fat. Like, so what did they do? They were so mean. I remember the first time I realized that people were mean was when it, well, I was at the Jewish Community Center in Boca Raton, Florida. The Jewish Community Center, they mm, were mean. Bastards, my own people. Can you believe this? Ew. I know creeps and kippahs. What the fuck? <laughs> I can't. That's hilarious. I uh, yeah. I just remember like I was like eight or nine years old, and I would go to this after school program because my mom was a single mom, mm-hmm. and thus like so literally she'd send me to school at eight, and I'd come home at six thirty, and I'd be like, it's... "Like great life over here." <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Bitch, I'm working." Oh my god. Um, and I would go to JCC from like two thirty to six thirty uh-huh. after school, and I just remember meeting these like you know fairly affluent Jewish kids who were like who would talk in a way that I'd never heard before like, like really intelligent no like really mean like a litany of curse words like they just shredded me you know like you have like a little bit of the like patina let's say of like adolescence where you're like protected and you're not uh-huh. aware of like what the world feels like yeah. and then there's like that mic drop moment yeah. where you're like oh the world is Hurtful. hurtful and I remember that and thinking like oh this and then it just never stopped you were like this sucks what yeah. age was that eight or nine you said I would say like around eight years old was when I first got my what was the first instance do you remember the first time you really got your feelings hurt oh man I mean there was <laughs> anytime I got called a fat fuck they would call you a fat fuck <laughs> at nine years yes. old well, who are their parents? Like, this is crazy. They were probably, I don't know, they were probably rich Jewish parents who were like ophthalmologists and like interior designers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was insane. What? I was like, your dad works at Lens Crafters. Why yeah. do you have to act like How this? How do you know that word? Like, <laughs> yeah, this isn't right. Yeah, that's weird. At eight and nine years old, they'd be like, what? Shut up, you fat, like out of nowhere. It was, yeah, it was intense. And granted, I was like, I have to remember now that I suffered from not having siblings in the respect of. You were an only child? Yeah. yeah. And my wife is one of four mm-hmm. and she has such a tough like she has a thick skin because when you have siblings they beat they they make fun of you yes, yes. yeah and beat the shit out of you but i didn't have any of that i know you're like my mom just gave me a lot of hugs yeah <laughs> my, my mom's my biggest fan and she like brings me to the diner with her other girlfriends who think i'm the tops <laughs> oh my gosh yes that sucks yeah. you were like caught off guard i was like who when does this happen you're like, these aren't my normal reviews. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'm usually a five-star kid. What the hell kid. would they just say that for? They just out some... of nowhere? Oh, yeah. Ew. I- I've never done well with that. And even, like, now and at 32, I've realized- uh, We're the same age. That's so funny. Right? You look way younger than me. <laughs> no. Stop it. <laughs> I've been through some shit. Okay, Come on. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just remember, and I'm, I wonder if you've dealt with this, too. Like, throughout my life, it's always been about toughening up, letting shit roll off your back. Like, not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And at 32, I finally realized like nope I'm an empath I take things on too easily so sensitive 
and that's just my plight. And yeah. like, and so, and I'm 32, so I can choose unless mm-hmm. it's like a necessary thing, it's family or a business thing, mm-hmm. to not be around that. Yes. Because I can't. I'm not tough enough. No. Fuck it. And same. And same. I can't handle it. I get. I'm so sensitive. Mm -hmm. It hurts. It hurts. How are you? Do you read comments and stuff on social? Oh my God. I was just talking about this. I did a. This is probably a couple weeks ago now, but I did Bobby Lee's podcast. I loved it. Tiger Belly. It's when I reached out. Really? Remember? I oh, was yeah, like, you did. You listened to it. Yeah. See, the TMS. Uh, memory loss. That's the thing I noticed. Is it? Anyway, um, it's mostly stuff I don't need to remember, though. Um, but, yeah, so uh, I did it, and the comments were atrocious. And I was I, like, what did I do wrong? Nothing. It was weird. They were so mean for no reason. They were like, we want to bash her skull in. She's a fucking idiot. I'm like, what did I say that made me seem like an idiot, dude? It was so stupid. It's funny because you had mentioned that, and so I immediately, yeah. of course, went to go look at the horror. <laughs> it was so bad. I couldn't find it. Really? No. Nope. It was a massacre. No. Did you it wasn't read? top comment. <laughs> it wasn't top comment. Maybe Bobby went in and deleted them because I wrote to Kalila and was like, my heart is broken because I'm so sensitive like you and my mm. husband can't stand it because he doesn't read any comments. Right. Because he's used to all this shit, you know, getting torn apart, misjudged, all that shit. So he doesn't read anything. But me, I'm like, you know, we use it almost as like a gauge to see how we're doing or sure. if content's good or whatever. You know, even though it shouldn't fucking matter, you should just do whatever the fuck you want. Um, but, you know, I care and I care what people think and I care about you guys listening to this podcast and whatever. And so I yeah. read the shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, it just, it hurts. It's so, not gonna lie. It's all bullshit. Mm -hmm. It's some, you know, the internet was created for everyone to have a voice, and some people shouldn't have a voice. No, they should be fucking muted. Yes. And it's so funny because the times in which I've, been weak and responded to mean comments. Yeah, I've done that before too. The response is always this, oh my God, so just wanted you. your attention, love you. And it's just like, yeah, and I'm the asshole that gets baited every time. And no. instead of me like rewarding like the diehards who are like, we love what you do, and yeah. me being like, thank you, I go after this schmuck, yeah. acknowledge their existence, and then they go, I won by writing something shitty. And yeah, that's the way you got to spin it. I actually, I started doing that a long time ago. It was just, I try to talk to the people that are nice. Like if Smart. someone says something cool, I respond to them. But you have to and be careful. Bad people, I don't. I don't mean to project, but like for me, it's boredom. If I'm going through the comments, it's like weird self-obsessed boredom. I'm yeah. like, mm, wonder what John in Temecula thinks of me. Right, and, and then you go like, look at his page and he's got like him holding like a dead deer. You're like, oh God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even care what this guy thinks. It, yeah, he like believes in fucking conspiracy theories. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, like a Zodiac, like we're a Zodiac killer. <laughs> has a hamster farm. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I think about that stuff a lot too mm. much. I think like people like are you a Virgo? No, I'm Scorpio. Scorpio. It's always a reaction. You're like a really nice Scorpio. I guess. I don't know. My you wife... don't seem like you have a mean side, do you? You uh... beat the shit out of your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed your 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 knuckles are all bruised. <laughs> uh, I let her pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> I told you to yeah. stop. No. I... <laughs> you take out all your aggression from when you were fat and younger and just beat the shit out of her. No, I don't. Okay, guys, um, he doesn't. He's not a wife beater. Okay, but, but she'll tell me like like uh, certain moments like road rage or whatever. She'll be yeah. like, "Why don't you fucking cool off, guy? Like <laughs> this is not like that's not your dad in that Hyundai Sonata next yeah, to us. Yeah, that's well, our- it feels like it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, he didn't love me, and neither does that guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I know. Do you get road rage bad? Uh, yeah, but I, I've sort of accepted it now. I don't act out. Like, I never get out of my car. Oh, yeah. But That's scary. I yeah, had a guy do die. that to me. That's fucked up. So here's the thing. I was driving, but this is actually really funny. I was driving uh, in LA, and I guess I I didn't stop long enough at a stop sign, and it was his turn to go. Stop. Like, the person before me went, and I was kind of in a rush, so I just went and didn't let the guy, you know, on the other side go. It was a four-way stop. Yes. So instead, he follows me to the next stop sign, and I stop at the stop sign, and he gets out of his car, and he, he's a fucking big dude, and he comes up to the side of my car, and he goes to yell at me, and he has the meanest face, and he's like, Rah! and then he sees me, and he's like, oh, hey, uh, just wanted to say, like, not cool of you to, you know, not let me go back there. And I was like, I'm sorry, and he's like, you're really pretty. I was like, thanks. <laughs> Swear to God. Great. It was so funny. He like looked so mean, and then mm. as soon as I rolled down my window and looked out, he was like so nice. 
<laughs> he was like, not really cool, but I hope you have a good day. <laughs> Brittany sees him in the rearview mirror. She's like, oh shit, here he comes. I just take a tit out. <laughs> Hi, can I help you? I put it out the window. <laughs> it's like lean, it's like hanging out the window on the driver's side. And he's like trying not to look yeah, at him. Yeah, like, yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, oh my tit! Oh my bad, my bad. Please don't kill me, Thor. Yeah, so sorry. So sorry, um, guys. We are going to take a quick break, and then we are going to be right back with Josh Peck and more worst first. Stay tuned. Dua Lipa. You know, when I play my music to people who I really respect or look up to, then I hear my songs in a different perspective. Cardi B. I know what it feels like when you feel like everybody turn your back and like, don't ever think it's because you did something wrong. Harry Styles. I feel like I'm falling more and more in love with, with making music each time I get to do it. You know these artists for their songs, videos, and epic performances. But they have so many stories beyond their fame. That's what we're here to share with you on the Spot Podcast. We sit down with some of the biggest names in music. And along the way, our guests reveal stories that even their biggest fans may have never heard before. Check out the Spout Podcast to hear famous people spout off about more than what they're famous for. And find out who's spouting off next wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, guys, we are back with Josh Peck. He's telling me um, some worst first today on the podcast. We, we got into a, a long talk about depression and anxiety, per usual, per, <laughs> per, per story of my life. Um, but it's really great and really comforting to have friends um, that are really successful and awesome that also go through the same shit. So, you know, sometimes you got to talk about it. Yeah. And, and it's great. We're not just superheroes. Yeah, we're not. We're, we're fucking too. not superheroes at all. <laughs> But, you know, maybe you are more than I am. Sad man. Yeah, sad. <laughs> um, I'm Prozac man. Yeah. That's great. Right, right? Oh, my God. It's so funny because there's like this secret racket for pe- like celebrities or famous people where, where they'll get paid by drug companies to be in the commercials. No way. But you have, yeah, you've seen it. Like well, Kevin like Chantix. Yeah. yeah. Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. He's like, I've been smoking for 50 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But they'll always be like, so, and you know, it's like got to be something that you have because mm-hmm. I guess it would be like, you know, poor advertising. Totally. And so I remember one day, like my buddy called me and he's, I, I don't want to out him, but he was like, hey man, any chance you have diabetes? Stop. <laughs> he's like, do you? No, no, <laughs> I don't think <laughs> A so. A lot of people do. I was just asking, <laughs> right? You want to prick your finger off. <laughs> Yeah. Let me just test it really quick. Tastes put like it, sunny. Put it in his butt. Check the. All right. That's that's fine. Yeah. My blood tastes like sunny delight. I'm like I'm fucked. <laughs> it's just it's just cane sugar. Bad. It's a wine fudge. <laughs> I drink it. It tastes like the Red Bull. I'm like I think we might have a problem here. Yeah. The, your oh levels my are high. God. But there's a lot of money in that. So they asked you if you had diabetes to see if you would be in a diabetes commercial. My buddy was like, I'm not lucky enough to have it because <laughs> he's like, there's a lot of dough in this one. He's like, any chance you do? I'm like, unfortunately, I don't. I but. think that Nick Jonas ended up doing that commercial. Probably. Because he has diabetes and he did a commercial on it. I'm telling you mid seven figures for something like yeah, that. Yeah, they get paid a lot. A Pharmaceutical lot. companies are gnarly. Dude. They want you on drugs and they right. don't want you off of the drugs. And you know what? I'm not talking shit. A lot of the drugs help people, but it would be nice if they made them a little easier to get off of. Mm. Should there be a time that you care not to be on them anymore fair but instead they make your brain addicted to them and you're fucked for the rest of your life anyway so god bless wait, medical yeah, care god bless america <laughs> yeah. big pharma we love it um so tell me um did you go to your proms or or, or have girlfriends at a young age like who was your first girlfriend i want to know like all this stuff oh boy i mean i was in um i you know i was in homeschool so like my prom was in my kitchen stop <laughs> you went out with one of your mom's mom. friends she was 56 <laughs> yeah <Okay. laughs> shout out deborah um <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess like losing my virginity was one of my worst first. Really? How kind old were you? Of. I was eighteen. I just turned eighteen. I was eighteen too. Yeah. This is this is kind of fun. So I okay. So I we lived in a big apartment complex. Uh huh. Did you live in the Oaks or not the o- the Oakwood? The Avalon. Oh, the Avalon. Down the okay, street. Okay. Okay. Same thing. Yeah. And I uh, my I'm still living with my mom. Uh huh. And we bought like a big new like nice television. So we had this old television, but it was still pretty good. So uh-huh. we put you know in an apartment building, you'll put up like a little ad in the elevator, like yeah. Hey, anybody want TV? this old TV? Oh, that's nice. Bucks. Instead of just throwing it away, yeah. 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 And not that nice because we charged. You wanted money, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you like, know. oh, we we didn't want to give it away for free. <laughs> yeah. What are we assholes? So I remember this woman, this like cute. Uh, Rubenesque, uh, 30-something girl bought the TV and uh-huh. I had to deliver it to her house. Uh-huh. And I remember we kind of, I remember in that moment going, I think something could happen. 
Aww. Like, I remember she looked at me in a way, and granted, I'm like newly, like I'd lost 100 pounds. Yeah. I'm like this brand new yeah. body. I'm taking it out for a test drive. Yeah. So I didn't know what a woman's advances look like or when uh-huh. someone's giving you the sign of like, hey, maybe you yeah. should, you know, talk me yeah, up. Yeah, maybe you should stick it in my butt. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that look. That was the next day. <laughs> that's this look. Uh, <laughs> Let me see. Uh, stick it uh, in my butt. That's right. <laughs> the I've one never eye closed, just representing the butthole. <laughs> no, just kidding. Okay. Oh my okay. God. Horrible, horrible. <laughs> Um, um, so she was she was kind of coming on to you or not really? Giving me a bit of a, a of a sign right. and then <laughs> and then I but I, I left immediately. I'm like I want no part of this. Yeah. And then two weeks later, my mom says, "Hey, that woman who bought the TV, she doesn't know how to use the remote." Really? It's an on and off button, Christine. <laughs> There's literally it says on, huge, and off, and a couple buttons up with numbers, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, this was not a Hilarious. smart remote. This was right, a right. 37 inch Zenith television. Right, <laughs> like, right. It's not like it was this day and age where it's like direct TV and you got to fucking link the cable to God and like bring it back down and then yes. fucking call your Scientology professor and like get him to power it up. Like it's kind of crazy. So then what? So, so she calls. I can't work my remote. Yes. Yes. So I was like. Oh, this is happening. Yeah, you're like, what a dumbass. I was like, okay. Yeah. We're, this is, all right, we're going to do stuff. So I, at 18, I'm like, what do I do? Like, how do I, like, what do I, all right. So I go, so. <laughs> you just show up in a fireman's outfit. You're like, I'm sorry, I watch a lot of porn. Is this weird? <laughs> yeah, is this turning you on? So I remember, like, I had just uh, smoked weed for the first time. Indica or sativa? I don't know. Like, whatever, like, my friend gave me. Okay. No, I had smoked before, but it was, like, the first time, like, it, it had become, like, a thing amongst friends to, like, smoke Did you like it? Pop. Yeah, I loved it. Okay. And so I had, like, a little, like, 20 bucks worth of pot in my, like, secret, you know, drawer. Yeah, from in my your mom. room, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to roll this up into a joint and bring this over to her house. Yeah. Because, like, this is going to qualify me as, like, one badass motherfucker. <laughs> you drive a Harley down the apartment <laughs> building. Right. <laughs> I like come up on my razor scooter, like with my crappy like swag joint, like a bad leather jacket, just fucking goggles. Like. It was bad. Oh my god! So I like show up, I fix the TV, and I was like, and then I like look at her and I'm like, hey, like, oh no, smoke weed, <laughs> and she's like, yeah. She's like, that's why I couldn't figure out how to turn the remote on. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm a total fucking stoner. I get lit all the time. <laughs> Stop. I'm like, maybe we should smoke this joint. <laughs> <laughs> so we proceed to smoke the joint. We start kissing. Things are happening. And I didn't know that this is sometimes a thing and yeah. at this point I've got my pants off. Damn. And I'm like, oh my God. And like literally up until this point I've you know, other than like a couple great games of spin the bottle, I hadn't done anything. Anything. Nada. Wow. And so I'm like Never got your dick sucked. No. Not even a hand job. No. Damn, you went straight for fucking home base. You're like, fuck all the other bases. I'm going right to home plate. Bro. You don't go from first to home plate. That's not how it works. I didn't even look at the fucking first base coach who was like <laughs> waving me through. I was like, I'm going. He's like, over here. <laughs> Wrong way. Yeah. That's not how you win the game. Yeah. It, it was so, and I remember I'm like there, and she's like, excuses herself to the bathroom really quick. And I didn't know. So I'm like, oh, it's over. I was like, this is. This is over. So I like oh. scoot up my. But she was like, really putting her diaphragm in. She's like, got to make sure I don't get pregnant. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. She was doing whatever girls do when right. they go to fresh. Spraying up. her pussy with fucking, <laughs> fucking Michael Kors. Like, whatever. Breeze. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a whole can't. <laughs> up the pussy. Hope this is okay. I mean, that's what I do. Don't, don't try it at home. Don't try it at home. Anyway. Michael Kors. Right, right. You just know, inside my vagina. I'm like, it, it kind of burns, end. but it smells good. It's Dior. It's Dior. It's a Dior room mist. True. True. Dior room mist in my asshole and up the twat. Perfect. Hey, Dad. My dad listens to these. Anyway. We just want to thank our sponsors. Um, so, and then, I, so I, I. You button up your pants. Button up, and I go to leave, and I'm like halfway out the door. What? And she comes out of in the In lingerie. No, she just oh. comes out like, but she's like, where are you going? And I was like, oh, I, uh. I'm leaving. <laughs> no. And she's like, why? Like, we're like, we're hanging out. Yeah. yeah this is going great. Yeah. Like, she's like, I just put my Nuva ring in. Are we not going to do this? <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> it's hard to get out. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to be here for a couple days. Yeah. That's why it took me so long in there. <laughs> she's, I was like, 
okay, uh, great. And so I like, I just remember we went into her room and we did like a bunch of stuff. Whoa. And I remember like. I'm just imagining like 69ing, <laughs> fucking like, fucking licking each other's fucking buttholes, just like everything. It was so bad. It was so like. I, all I have to say is while it was a worse first as far as like if I looked at back at it now, I'd be like, oh, my sweet Lord, like Josh with his like deflated body <laughs> like on top of this wonderful woman. Who, yeah. Like, I just want to say and I won't say her name, but like, ma'am, if you're listening, <laughs> I, I you're probably in your mid 40s now. Thank you Aww, so much. Was for, she so nice and loving and cool? She was a nurse. I remember. Oh, wow. And, and I was like, wow, like you have great bedside manner. <laughs> like. You really are. Oh my yeah, God. God's work, man. I needed that. And did she, was it good though? The sex and stuff? Or did you come right away? You had to have, cause it was, no? Yeah, I think you were I was able to like, hold out. The, the thing is, is I think in our, you know, of like 90s kids, yeah. in every, ev the joke in every fucking American Pie or a movie that you like bust that. right away. Yeah, so I think I was like Mental very. Control. Yes. You just kept envisioning your mother. You're like, hey, don't come. Deborah. <laughs> right. The girls at the <laughs> the girls at dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah, mom yeah. like knocking on the door. Yeah, being yeah, like, yeah. How's the TV? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. She comes in. I bought some matzo ball soup. <laughs> Whoa. Speaking of matzo balls, Josh, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, oh my, my God. God. I can't. It's funny. I've told like a, a truncated version of this story before on another pod, and my mom listened to it and Aww. she was like, really? She's like, well, I'm gonna give her a call because uh, you were 18, she's 30. That's inappropriate. <laughs> she was like, you're welcome for the alley oop. She's like, sounds like I set that up. <laughs> and I was like, <gasps> oh my god. So you and your mom are su super close. Yeah, she's like your best friend. Yeah, we're, I mean, it's just us. I my never dad's knew like my, my pops. best friend. He, why? I, he it was never in my life. Where is he now? Do we know? Dead. He died. Yeah. I'm sorry. How did he die? You have to be sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's weird is he was older, like much older than my mom. So, ready? You want to know what he died of? Uh. Natural causes. Really? Yeah. Was he like 80? Seven. 87 years yeah. old? He was 62 when he was with my mom. My and mom was, was your 42. Mom? Your mom was 42 when she had you? My mom's 75. Bugged out, right? Your mom is 75? She looks great. I did not think that. Much respect. When I saw your mom... Because you put her in vines, or I've seen her before, and I thought she was like 45. I, she looks great. She's killing it. Yeah. Wow. So she had you at 42? My mom was born during the last year of World War II. <laughs> Guys, just zoom in on my face. It's okay. We, just kidding. We don't have the budget for that. Uh, they're like, oh, these cameras are locked off, so uh, there'll the be no zooming. Right there going, yeah. Uh -huh. He's like, don't make me do stuff. I'm watching another podcast while I'm recording yours. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's yeah. watching Tiger Belly. Right, right, right. He's yeah. like, he's he's writing comments. He's like, this fucking, you're a fucking dumb bitch. I hate working for you. Anyway, that's crazy. Isn't it? So that's kind of hopeful for me because I'm like still not sure if I want to have kids or not. You have a kid. I do. How is that? The best. Do you have any worse from that? Is like scary like poop stories or anything like that? Oh. Vomit stories. I'm trying to think. He's only exploded on my wife, who's wearing a black cashmere sweater <laughs> that is no longer. Oh my god! Just shit everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it was it was hard body karate, like a full Whoa. ejection. But he needed it. Yeah, he's like, dude, I'm fucking better out than in. He felt so much better. Fuck after. your sweater. <laughs> What's your um, reticence about having a kid? I'm afraid I'm going to pass on the crazy. Because my mm. mom, I definitely got mine from my mom, for sure. Interesting. And so um, I get worried that I don't want to ever have someone feel this way. I don't, mm. I would never want to procreate and then have the kid go through what I go through. Even That's though it's hard. great to be alive, I'm so grateful to be here. Sometimes I'm like, I almost wish I was never born because that way I'd never have to go through some of the shit that I have gone through, you know, in my head. And I'm like, then I wouldn't have to worry about dying because I'd already have never existed, like that kind of thing. Although life is great. I love life. <laughs> I don't want to die. I'm not suicidal at all, guys. Don't worry. Um, don't call in. I'm so, yeah, don't call in. I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm so scared of dying. That's the thing. What is that? I, I, I heard you talk about that yeah. on this pod and I think on Tiger Belly. I talk about it a lot. I have a big fear of, I have like health, uh, health uh, what is it called? Like obsession. But talk out the fear. So the fear is that, like, what happens? I, 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 I've been close to death before. I had kidney failure when I was 18, and I had complete sepsis in my blood. My blood was completely toxic, and they mm -hmm. thought I was going to die. And I remember laying there and just feeling my body shutting down, and it was horrible. My dad had to be, like, red-eyed out to a flight. It was from a UTI that let, was untreated and then spread to my kidney and then turned into a full-blown kidney infection, and then the kidney infection turned to sepsis, which means your blood gets toxic. Hectic. And I had no idea. 
Um, and so I was in the hospital for like a while and I remember laying there one time and the nurse came up to me and I was like, am I going to die? And she was, she just looked at me and she was like, I don't know. What? Can I get you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? <laughs> you were like, yes, and a little reassurance. <laughs> Just fucking lie to me, bitch! Yeah. Like, horrible. So then my heart was like, ah. And it was scary because I remember, like, laying there being like, oh, my God. Like, just the fact of, like, I'm so conscious of, like, and not to trigger anyone who's listening to this podcast because I do have people that have anxiety that listen to this, but, like, I think about, like, oh, breathing. Like, like not to not do that anymore. Mm. It's scary to me, like. It stops. And then, like, what happens? Like, you shut down. Like, do you know you're dying? Are you in pain? And then, like, I watched my grandmother die, and it was awful. Like, I remember her, like, just being really upset and gasping for air and just, like, it looking really sad and mm. not peaceful. And I, I know some people say it's peaceful, but, I'm, like, you know, it just makes me sad. It just makes me sad, you know? I, I, I don't know. I, to, to think that you have all this life and you do all these amazing things and you have all these loves and you have all these experiences and then like what you die and then is that the end you know is life that great <laughs> like <laughs> i don't mean and listen as you said i'm the poster child i have a yeah. wife and a son yeah and literally like i just want to be around for my kid like yeah. it is the driving force gives you force. purpose yeah yeah but i also like I, it's funny i talked about this on my pod this week after listening to you i was like i think about these things yeah. and i go I've, you know, uh, there's so many people that are in the business of extending life. You know, like uh -huh. that's the next 40 years. It's like genomics, yeah. like buying us. Literally, like in the next 40 years, they might be able to buy us 10 to 15 more years. More years, yeah. And while it'd be, I would rather spend my 80s not suffering from mm -hmm. dementia or certain ailments, mm -hmm. but like, when my ticket's punched, like, I'm ready to go. You sound like Tommy. Tommy's like that. Because yeah. it's like, what? More, more of what? Traffic? <laughs> like, how many more Thanksgivings can we have? Like, green bean casserole is green bean casserole. Like, the first 90 were great. And then you have kids, and then they have kids. Like, are you going to really be close to your great-great-grandkids? <laughs> They're going to be fucking strangers. They're like, Grandma, come play with my cyborg. You're yeah. like, what is that? I don't yeah. Like, yeah. keep that robot. I just think, like, I, it's an interesting thing, but it's like... You think by the time we're that old, we'll be tired and we'll be ready yeah because what this is like this weird matrix like yeah. this has been a game we played and some play it better than others but it's just a game and either you level up or you level down or you level nothing mm. but it's like i'm i'm kind of like okay what's what's next yeah you think there's something after death i don't know but i just believe in in the law of energy and that's well, it you can't destroy energy that, That's so, true. So we can't really be gone because we're made of energy and you can't destroy energy. But then like what happens? Like Redistributed. Are, do we have a consciousness? Do we? I don't think so. You think it's just. I think it's all. I think like. But like where. Did, I, I know. And this is going to turn into like such a big esoteric conversation. of Like <laughs> where did we come from? Who made us? Are there more of us? Are we just a bacteria that happened on the earth? And if so, like who created the earth? Who created the bacteria? Like it just gets into a bigger, bigger, bigger conversation, you know? Yes. I'm so curious about all of it, you know? I mean, we're, we're in a podcast studio in Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> who's moving these chess pieces? God right? damn it. Yeah. I mean, but I think about it so much. Like. People are like, people are, you know, when I talk about religion or anything, people are like, oh, I'm turning this podcast off. But also, like, I'd love to talk to those people because what is the story? Like, mm. what do you think? Like, they're, oh, we just evolved or we just, you know, the like the planets just evolved. But from what? Right. You know what I'm saying? Who put them there? No one knows. No one fucking knows. And the only thing I resist in in its uh, entirety is an absolute is a knowing of yeah. anything because like i think atheists are fucking ridiculous mm -hmm. like if you think you know for sure nothing's out there like 85 percent of the universe is considered black matter you know what else you could call it fucking or i'm sorry it's black matter dark matter right you know what else you could call it magic <laughs> <laughs> there's no name for it science can't figure out what it is like yeah. don't tell me you fucking no right and like and on the other side yeah. if you're the most religious and you're like no the earth was created 2,000 years ago fuck off to you too yeah I think there's like a humility and a I don't know I don't know where it came from there's got to be something way bigger than us and I mean hopefully we find out I would love some answers I yeah. mean there's so many people my, my mom's a nurse my grandmother's a nurse and they worked in the OR a lot when they were nurses and the one thing they would tell me is that people that died for significant amounts of time 
the eight eight minutes, you know, whatever, twelve minutes, some crazy shit. They'd come back and they would say, "There's a god." Never mm-hmm. once did they say, "No, there's nothing" or whatever. They would always say, "I went this place. I was above my body, looking down at my body," and they would describe shit to my grandmother that was happening while they were operating that they would have no idea. Mm. Like they would they would just wake up and they would tell my grandmother like, what was that guy doing with that saw shaped tool cutting into my stomach? And they were completely out. So they would have like no idea. And my grandma would be like, what do you mean? They, she, he'd be like, oh, the guy in the teal scrubs when he was like leaning over, like they would say shit. And so that's the kind of thing that I'm kind of like, that's so weird, you know, mm. to like like hover above your own body in a way. I think there's probably, I had a white light experience. You did? I almost died. And I can distill down to you what, in my experience, a white light, what that white light is. Okay. So I had a surgery that went bad. Which, what surgery was it? I was I had a hernia repaired. Uh-huh. And an artery, like some arteries in my stomach weren't cauterized correctly. So like they were still kind of shooting out just Blood. into my body. Yeah, so yeah. it was internally bleeding. Bleeding, yeah. And it went undiagnosed for 24 hours. So by the time... They were like, oh, Josh can't stand up. <laughs> like He's a little too fatigued. Yeah. And by the time it was figured out, it was an emergency scenario. Like, they're slamming blood into me. Yeah. I'm, like, in the middle of this emergency room. Terrifying. Yeah. And I remember that I, I, I had, I, they gave me five pints of blood. I believe, and I'm no biologist, I think your body holds eight. Yeah. So most of it gone yeah and what i felt was my body said okay we're we're losing the battle here uh-huh. let's take all the energy that we have and just focus on that's the what that does primary the heart organs. and the brain yeah and so what it felt like was like my periphery became sort of white and fuzzy because it was just literally my body going, we're gonna shut down part of you uh-huh. because we, we don't have anything to spare right now. Right, right. So like this white sort of fuzz of like a lack of oxygenation and like just my body kind of going into like a power reserve mode came over me. Did it scare you? No, it felt so refreshing. I remember never feeling so wonderfully powerless going like, this is gonna work or it ain't. Be- you don't- You weren't scared at all. No, because you don't have the energy to be scared. Because your body's like... So maybe when you're dying, it's the same way. I think it is. Had they not given me the blood, I think it just would have gotten whiter, 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 all white. (laughs) But But they took... I remember there was this wonderful nurse who had like this great Southern accent. And she's like, we're going to take care of you, baby, but you're you're going through some shit. (laughs) Like, this is real. She's like, you're going to be all right, baby, but... You're going through some shit right now. And I was oh, like, cool. Damn. And it was like wonderfully, like it wasn't someone bullshitting me. Yeah. She's like, yeah, you're in trouble, but like we got you. Yeah. Like this is what we do. Yeah. What yeah. hospital was it? Cedars? No, um, St. John's in St. Santa John's. Monica. Wow. And they're the ones that did the hernia surgery too? No, uh, I got it like done at a surg- outpatient oh, surgery center. Oh my God. The outpatient shit's dangerous. Right, because you go home after. That's how Joan Rivers died. So many people. Because it's not a hospital. And you're going there for right. surgery. I mean, they do nose jobs. They do fucking lipo. They do all kinds of shit in outpatient. And sometimes shit goes really south. Yeah. And you're not in a hospital, so it's hard to get treated, you know? Yeah. I mean, people can be... Inc- I mean, that doctor for Joan Rivers sounded incredibly negligent. I know. That was really sad. What about the doctor with your hernia surgery? Did you, he get in trouble? I don't I, I don't really know what happened and he I think he was just he fucked up and I think he suffered from what a lot of doc- doctors not a lot but some can yeah. which was a bit of a cavalier god complex. Oh, I got this. He yeah. just cut your intestine in half. He was like you're fine and then when I didn't feel good just after. Just tie it up Diane. <laughs> just cauterize the end. I went to Harvard. Yeah, I went to, how dare you bleed internally. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. I think he was like no you're fine like this doesn't like I'm great at this. This doesn't happen. I was like ah, I so promise. So you went home yeah. And you were not feeling good. I was in bad shape. And then your mom took you to the emergency room? No, I was actually at like um an aftercare place okay, where you okay. go where they like kind of so luckily there were nurses around. Already. But it was kind of like one of those bougie LA like, "Hey, like you just yeah. had a nose job. Come you want like some Vicodin?" <laughs> They're just <laughs> yeah. passing it out on trays. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, fun. yeah. Sometimes you just go there when I haven't had a surgery. Right, right, just hang out. Yeah, yeah, they're like, "What do you have done? Nothing, just chilling. Had some time off. Want are a Vicodin?" You, <laughs> are you a painkiller person? No, you know what? Actually, I'm not anything 
dying person. I'm so scared of dying, mm. which is so funny. People are like, Brittany probably does a lot of drugs. Brittany does no drugs. Like, I literally Ever. am just trying to do everything healthy for me. I've done drugs when I was younger. Like, I, when I was in my early 20s, I had, like, no fear of death because I was hopped up on so much Adderall yes. that it kind of spins you out, and you're just, like, flying through life. And so I would drink, drink, smoke weed, fucking try all kinds of shit, coke, coke on Adderall. Like, how did my heart not explode anyway? Cute. So it was bad. I was literally like, I was like 85 pounds and I'm 120 right now. So imagine that. I was like, wow. <laughs> They're like, whoa, that, look at that walking stick creature. Um, well, I didn't want to say anything, but you put on a couple. I did, yeah. yeah. Thank fuck. I mean, I did though. My, even my husband, like, even though he's gonna get mad at me for saying this, he was like, "Babe, you're gaining some weight." But he wasn't trying to be mean. He did, but he was, but he wasn't trying to be mean because, like, when we I first started dating him too, I was just so anxious. I was having trouble, like, even keeping food down because I would throw up. So. He, I gained some weight now that I'm like in like a relationship. 120 pounds is the goal. Like yeah. you putting on weight is yeah. literally everyone else's goal on this Aww. earth. But you know, to a certain extent, and I think there it's the issue with comedy and vanity, right? Yeah, is like you're so funny and so talented, and I'm sure that you got sort of this extra layer of uninvited um, hate. Hate. Oh, I get a lot of hate. Because yeah. you were also attractive. Which is so weird to me because I don't see myself as attractive. Like, I like, I'm like, ew, I'm fucking weird looking. Like, when my husband actually wanted to marry me, I was like, yeah, sure. Should we Same go here. to Lens Crafters? Like, <laughs> I feel like we need your eyes checked. Yeah. Does Tommy Lee wear uh, contacts? He wears glasses. <laughs> and I'm like, can we clean those <laughs> before we sign this so you don't wake up one day? And uh, But yeah, no, he married me because he likes being... He's like, it was actually kind of funny. Um, he's like, I'd rather laugh all the time than be with like, you know, some fucking Playboy model. You know what I mean? Oh, give me a break. But he ain't marrying, you know, Donna, <laughs> the CVS pharmacist. <laughs> like, he's like, I want a hot girl that makes me laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like really, and he's really funny too. So it like makes me happy because I'm like, oh, we like, we laugh together. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he ain't like cruising for girls at Weight Watchers. No, like, <laughs> no. But I think he always dated Which, like by the way, supermodel is- girls. Like most of them were like models. I mean, he dated fucking Naomi Campbell. Like he's dated top, wow. top, top tier. I heard something interesting about Naomi Campbell, I think yesterday. Yeah. Oh, by the way, allow me to specify, uh, people, more people should be going to Weight Watchers to find a date because there are some beautiful people there. Really? Yeah, what are you doing on fucking Tinder and Bumble? Why don't you go to the source? You want to find a gem of yeah, a person? Yeah, because they attractive... have souls and they're like just trying to like, you know, get yeah, in shape. I, trust me, I've been to my fair share of like yeah. eating disorder meetings, yeah. and I've met some of the greatest people on earth. I know so they're really cool people. We come it's in crazy. all shapes, sizes, looks, backgrounds, mm-hmm. and people. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? Some people with most people with eating disorders. I have a girlfriend who has a really bad eating disorder who's about 110 pounds, and she's beautiful, mm. but she's the lowest self esteem in the entire world. And people would be like, you know, you're so beautiful. And she would be like, oh, my God, me? Oh, no way. And she would go out with these really ugly fucking shitty dudes who treated her like shit. Too bad. Because she had as a low self-esteem. You know what I mean? How's so. her relationship with her dad? They're not close. Right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. I'm really close with my dad, but I still have a low self-esteem. I think it's just like a mental thing. But you have good taste in dudes. I do. Well, I try. Because that's I didn't the model. Always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've definitely gone out with guys who definitely didn't treat me well. I'm definitely with the first guy that treats me shockingly well. Mm. I've never had someone where I didn't need to worry about them fucking being shitty, like messaging other girls or like, um, you know, uh, just like talking whatever behind my back. You know, like this is the first guy that I've ever been with who like I don't have to worry which is crazy because it's fucking Tommy Lee. You would think, like, most people would think, like, he's going to cheat on you. That's, like, what all my girlfriends said. They're like, oh, he's a womanizer, all this shit. He's the total opposite of that. He is such a, like, homebody. Yeah. Like, doesn't fucking do any flirting, doesn't message anybody, doesn't fucking message anybody back. Like, there's fucking girls all day I'm fucking sure. trying to reach out to him, tagging him and shit, whatever. He doesn't even engage in it. Like, doesn't even look at it. Name He's them. just so, huh? Name them. Name them. Oh, I wish I. Do you, you have know, a list? Some of them are fucking verified asshole bitches who I wanted to call out so bad, but then I just didn't want to make them more popular. But some of them are girls with like over two million followers. Sheesh. And like hot girls, like the fucking Instagram model models. And I'm like, you're really messaging my husband, like, and they'll be like, they'll message him and be like, let me know if it ever doesn't work out. No. Yes. 
I'm not even kidding. People are repugnant. Repugnant. And then like on Twitter, because you know how like you can see verified people messaging you, mm. they'll like at him on Twitter and be like, like they're like hot ass fucking porn stars, all kinds of shit, will at him all the time. And I'm just like, ugh, he doesn't even pay attention to it. He doesn't care. But, but it's kind of funny. After the yeah. life that he's led, yeah, he's if, he, over it. if he were in his mid-50s and still like, I want to go to Delilah. No, he's and, like, such, he hates Hollywood. If that, I'd be like, what are you, I'd be, I would think there's a hole in your soul you're never going to fill. Yeah. And like the fact that he's like, that, that makes sense to me that he was like, I want to settle down with like a really cool person and, you know, order Postmates and watch Netflix. That's all we do. Except he cooks. <laughs> he like loves to cook. He makes me dinner every night. Ooh, what's his Who staple? What's he great? We all want to know, right, guys? <laughs> what's Tommy Lee great at cooking? <laughs> he makes like homemade Greek food, mm. and he'll make like souvlaki. He'll make uh, heroes from scratch. Like he'll buy the lamb, and like I don't really like eating meat, but I will eat it. We usually buy the Beyond Meat, which is amazing if you've tried that. Very, very love good. that. So that's pretty much all we buy usually. But if he's making a traditional Greek dish, he'll go to the Greek, uh, you know, whatever uh, grocery store and get all the proper ingredients with the cheese from, the feta cheese from Mykonos and like, he's, he's, he's very into cooking. Oh my gosh. And he'll make me this incredible shit. He cooks me dinner every night. Every night. I just imagine him walking in naked (laughs) with a tray of food in his gigantic hog. Dad, he's like, speaking of Savlaki, what do you think of this kebab after after dinner? <laughs> Here's your starter, bitch. I mean. Oh, my God. He just puts feta cheese on the end of his dick. I'm a straight man, yeah, but I don't yeah. think I would be able to hold out. No, it's fun. You'll right? have to come over for dinner with your wife and your but baby. Make sure he wears clothes. I will. He okay. does. He does wear clothes normally, okay, okay. but yeah. That's so cool. So you've been married for how long now? Two years. How about that? That's amazing. Yeah. And you guys had your baby. And how old's the baby? Six months. Oh, my God. He's so fun. He's so good. Are Do you, you so happy? Him? Yeah, I want to see another picture of him. I've seen him. Oh, and that's your mom. That's my mom. She looks great. I think so. She looks awesome. I'm a big fan of hers. Oh, I She's, love that. Yeah, man. It's really cool. It's I, nice when you have good relationships with your parents. Does Tommy want to have more kids? No. No. <laughs> He's like... I think for him it was like he was sad because he was gone a lot when his kids were young. Sure. And he was on tour and um but you know he tried he tried to do what he could and I think now he's just like I think it now he's just at a point in his life where he just you know he would feel bad for the kid because he's like well what when the kid's 20 I'm going to be 86. Right. Or 76. Like my dad. But, yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. So I mean, uh, for me, I'm I'm only 32, so I'm like, you know, that'd Do be it. cool. But I don't know. I'd have to convince him. You know, he he's he's and who knows like about touring and all kinds of stuff. And his bandmate is having a baby. He's 60. Nikki Six, the bass player. Oh yeah. And his wife's 33. Love and it. They're having a baby. Yeah, I know. Stamos just had a baby. I know, and he he looks great. Yeah, doesn't he look great? He looks great. And I love Caitlyn. I've known her for years. We did a movie together. Right. I love her. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, and you know it's so cool to have known because I got to meet Stamos before he met Caitlyn. Yeah, and, and it was like how it's changed him. It's because he was really great before he met Caitlyn mm-hmm. in the in the respect of like he had really worked on himself and he mm-hmm. had done, you know, all this like inner work and and he was satisfied. But like there was, you know, I knew we all know what his persona is, mm-hmm. but I know on the inside he's like, I just want to be like a boring family guy. And Aww. like I love kids. And then he met this great person. And then like at each stage, he just leveled up. I and know. then they have a kid and it's like, oh, my God, like who knew you could be this great? Like, so great. Yeah. And their wedding was beautiful. And I, like, think the same thing when I look at you. Like, you met your wife. I remember when you met her. Yeah. Or not met her, but, like, you guys were getting engaged and getting married. And I saw pictures of her. And I was like, she's so beautiful. And now you have a baby. And you have a family. And, like, you know, I think the greatest thing about kids is that, you know, when you get old, you have somebody there for you. You know what I mean? Which is really sweet. Do you remember when we went on our lunch date? Yes, I do actually. <laughs> do you remember I that? had like crazy. I, we're like right now red lipstick on. Yes, and where did we go? I, it was uh, some somewhere in Beverly Hills, West Hollywood. Or West Hollywood, yeah. And I remember like because we had met once, and then you were like, 
we're both on Vine. We should get lunch. Yes. And I was like, yeah, yes. let's do it. Yes. And we just like, I think we just sat there and talked and yeah. we were both kind of like, can you believe that people like this shit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were both like, this is crazy. And then we made some more shitty Vines and we were like, yeah, this is great. Or I made you be in some of mine that were like horrible. No. Uh, I don't remember what it was. I think she's over it. <laughs> she's trying to dig a hole. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, get me out of here. How much are you guys going to this jerk off? <laughs> this Josh Peck, I can't stand up. I'm going to dig my way to China. Oh, I'm out of here. She's right, right. Anyway, I'm so glad to have you here. Thanks for you, letting me you come. You killed it. This and is so fun. guys, you can find uh, Josh, obviously. We all know who he is. Josh Peck. You can follow him on Instagram. It's at Josh Peck, right? Shua Peck. Is it S-H-A-U Peck? S-H-U-A Peck. What does that it's mean? Shua Peck. Shua Peck. Joshua. Shua. Oh, Shua. I get it. Shua yeah. Peck. Okay, so S H U A Peck at or on I don't Instagram. Know. Just listen to my podcast. Anyway, Curious. Yeah. I'm gonna have Brittany on. I'm gonna come on. Cut up. Make sure to subscribe to his podcast, guys. You know how to work these podcasts. You're all very uh, savvy and tech savvy, and you've been leaving us great comments on iTunes. I read all of them. I'm so appreciative. There's like over a thousand comments it's or uh, reviews, and and they're all so kind and so cool. And yeah, I'm so grateful for everyone that's listened and, and tuned in. Um, and make sure to uh, leave reviews and go check out Josh's podcast, Curious. And you can get that anywhere. iTunes, Spotify. Sure. Geico. <laughs> I, don't I don't know where I'm going with H&R this. H&R anyway. Block. <laughs> yeah, H&R uh, Follow Josh. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see you guys next week on Worst First. Download my podcast on LimeWire. Yay! <laughs> Yay! LimeWire. Oh, my God. Get it for free. So I mean, good. it's already free anyway, but get it for extra free. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the shitty version of it for free. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God.